Well, hello, everybody. My name is Michael Bowman, and welcome back to the Christchurch Podcast. Good to be back, is it not? No? Just me? Oh, you too. Okay, good, good, good. Yes, we are back. Back here at the Christchurch Podcast. Hey, I wanted to uh, get us started with a simple introduction episode to what all we are going to be talking about together here for a little while. As a church, we have given a name to really a theme of everything we are doing this fall. The name is In Pursuit. That's kind of the theme of everything we're doing. That's the name we're kind of giving all the stuff that we're doing together as a church family. In Pursuit. We are in pursuit of God's presence. We are doing this in a number of ways. Really, and when I say a number of ways, I mean ways that are outside of our Sunday worship gatherings, as course, those are already geared toward that or throughout our own personal walks with Jesus, which is more than likely geared toward God's presence as well. <laughs> um, just some things that we've set aside uh, for us as a church family, as Christ Church, where we are in pursuit of God's presence together. A few of those things being a church-wide study on Alec Rowland's book, which is entitled The Presence, Experiencing More of God. Or our uh, spiritual renewal conference, where Alec Rollins is actually going to come and join us for a few days here in Birmingham at Christ Church. To our Acts 242 gatherings, which we've already had one, we're going to have another. Even our prayer summit over at Shaka Springs. All of these things we kind of sat down and decided as a staff, we're all geared towards the same things. We are, we are in pursuit of God's presence in all of these ways. That's what we're going after. And just as a side note here, these are all really great ways for you to plug in with your church family and join us as we pursue the presence of God. So for the sake of our podcast, well, we thought we would keep the same theme in mind. So we are going to talk a lot about God's presence on here, at least for the time being. And my hope is that you will join us, that you will join our conversation here as we talk about God's presence together. So to get us started, to get us started, um, I'd like for us to jump right in, okay? There's this story from Luke's gospel that begins with Jesus praying. Luke gives us the ever-helpful description of the setting here by telling us that Jesus was praying, and I quote, in a certain place. Luke is uh, pretty straightforward here, super descriptive, obviously, almost almost Steinbeck-like with his detail. Um, but when Jesus is finished praying, Luke tells us that his disciples come to him and say, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. Of course, they're talking about John the Baptist and John the Baptist's disciples. Apparently, John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. Now, Jesus' own disciples are coming to him and asking for the same thing. Teach us to pray. Now, this is not a podcast episode on prayer, but 
I love this. <laughs> I love this story. Uh, Matthew, which we'll get to, tells um, tells it a little bit different here. But in Luke's, I, I love this story we find in Luke's gospel. And the disciples come to Jesus asking basically for a lecture or a how-to session on prayer. Jesus, would you just teach us how to do this thing? Teach us so we can do it the right way, do it the right way every time, so we know what we're doing when it comes to prayer. Have you, first of all, first of all, before we get into any of this, this thought just came to mind. Have you ever wondered if what you were doing in prayer was prayer? You know what I mean? Have you ever asked the question like, am I even doing this right? Is this really what prayer is? Have you gone to a pastor or a friend or a trusted person in your life and just said like, hey, I don't even know if I even know what prayer is. Now, again, this is not a podcast episode on prayer, but can we not see ourselves in the disciples here? <laughs> Lord, teach us how to pray. They just want Jesus to give them a simple, basic step-by-step process on prayer. How do we do it? Is basically what they're asking. And instead of a lecture or a TED talk or a PowerPoint or even like a book to hand them, what does Jesus do? It's really beautiful. And I think we could really learn a lot from this as teachers, as leaders, but even as those discipling others. Jesus doesn't give them, I maybe, in my opinion, maybe. He doesn't give them what they want. Instead of giving them a how-to or a lecture on prayer, Jesus gives his disciples a prayer to pray. Lord, teach us how to do it. And he says, well, when you pray, say this. Here's a prayer for you to pray. Oh, my goodness, it's beautiful. Is it not? This is beautiful stuff. He gives his disciples a prayer to pray. And, and then with that line, when you pray, say, and then we'll get there, but when you pray, not if you pray, not if you're going to pray at some point, but when you pray, assuming that they are already praying and will continue to pray, when you do those things, when you are doing that thing you call prayer, say this, and he gives them this prayer to pray. It's a prayer that we now call the Lord's Prayer. No instruction just a prayer to pray. No how-tos, no three points in a poem. Nope. Jesus simply offers them a prayer to pray. But again, we're here to talk about God's presence, <laughs> not prayer. So let's get to that, shall we? Luke's gospel offers us the short version of what we now call the Lord's Prayer. And it goes like this. It's in Luke 11. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. You can kind of see where we got our own version of the Lord's Prayer. Now, Matthew's gospel also provides us with this prayer in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The story goes a little bit different. It's not the same as Luke 11. Jesus is actually right in the thick. This is chapter 6, right in the thick of the Sermon on the Mount, which takes up chapters 5, 6, and 7. So we're right in the middle of it. And Jesus starts talking about prayer. If you have a Bible and you're not driving or doing anything while listening to this, where it would endanger you to have a Bible and open it and look at it, flip to Matthew chapter six now, and you'll see where we're talking about this. This is like verse nine. This is the longer version of the Lord's prayer here. And Jesus says it this way, according to the Sermon on the Mount. Our Father in heaven 
hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors or we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Okay, this is, this is what we know as the Lord's Prayer. But notice, notice right there at the beginning how Jesus begins this prayer. Our Father, which I would love to get into all of this. I mean, I just want to tear this, I mean, in a good way, go verse by verse, almost word by word with you in this prayer and talk a lot about prayer, but we're not here to talk about prayer. So Jesus begins with, I'm sorry for the rant, here we are. Jesus begins with, Our Father, where? In heaven. Our Father in heaven. Of course, we've been taught this prayer. If we've spent any time in church, you probably have it memorized. You're probably taught this as like a five or a six-year-old. Maybe for you, it was later on when you came to the church and came to know Jesus. That's awesome. But you were still more than likely taught this prayer. You're at least familiar with it if you don't have it memorized. And we were taught our Father who art in heaven, which is, you know, some old English there. But our Father in heaven is how Jesus begins it. And I really wonder, have we ever even thought about what that could mean? Have we ever thought about what any of this prayer means? Or are we just saying it? Have we ever considered the prayer that Jesus has given us to pray? The implications, what all's going on here? Have we thought about what we're really saying? What do we mean? Let's start thinking about it. What do we mean when we say our Father in heaven? Well, I am so happy you asked. <laughs> For even in this prayer that Jesus gives us to pray, I think we're being taught, or at least we have the opportunity to learn a great deal about God's presence. The Greek word being used here where we get heaven is the word Uranas. Uranas. This word is not singular, though. Like we have it here as translated Uranas as in heaven, like one single singular place. But the word in the Greek is actually plural. Maybe it should be better translated as the heavens, multiple heavens. Now that might change some things for us. <laughs> But even more than that, the Greek word that we translate as the heavens, oronos, literally means the air or the sky. So here, this way, our Father in the heavens, our Father who's in the air, our Father in the skies. Why is this important for our conversation about God's presence? Well, because it's locating God. Jesus is locating God. God, our Father, our Heavenly Father, is in the heavens. More than that, He's in the sky. Even closer, God is in the air. Where's the air? It's all around us, pressing up against our bodies, our skin. It's within us. It's being breathed in and out of you even right now. God is that close. God is that near to us. God's presence is all around us. 
God's presence is up against us. God's presence is more near to us than we could have ever imagined before. Remember, heaven is not some place that we go when we die. Rather, it's a very real reality. (laughs) It is the kingdom of God coming to us in the end. New heaven, new earth, joining together as one. That's, if you read Revelation, and and I encourage you to read Revelation, but also talk with a trusted guide while you do. (laughs) But this is the picture that we see, a new heaven and a new earth coming here where we are. It's not us going to heaven, but heaven coming to us. This is Jesus's whole gospel, by the way. He starts off Matthew 4. Repent, aka change your mind. Change your worldview. Change the way that you see things. Change the way that you've been living and see and live differently now. Why? Because Jesus says this. Next, he answers the question. Because the kingdom of the heavens... The kingdom of God is here now. What does that mean? It means that the kingdom of God is accessible to you now. It's available to you now. It's it's here and available and accessible for you to live in it and from it even right now. See, in Jesus, God has come to us. That's the incarnation. And he's coming back. We do not go to God. God comes to us. That's the story we find in Scripture. That's the story that's playing out in our daily life, even right now. Yes, we seek out God's presence, absolutely. We pursue it with everything we've got, only to find that God has been here the whole time. God has been near to us and calling us near to him the whole time. That's how close God is. (laughs) As close as the air up against your skin. It's as we are in pursuit of God's presence. May we realize just how close God is. That God is with us even now. So join us here on the Christ Church podcast as we pursue the presence of God all the more. Grace and peace.